0: Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation, and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe still believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters with the app parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy leaving money under their children's pillow or santa delivering presents on christmas eve in their home you download the app take a picture and we create the magic we utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience.
1: Working experience. Route <laughs> 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on Stand the- Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're gonna be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. Me that record ASAP. Where
0: are we on that presentation?
1: Damn, HR wants to see you. Did
0: you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. to stay late, boss.
1: Teamwork makes the dream work. They're <laughs> moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. We'll Where are my hot pockets. This microwave is disgusting. Uh, oh, what's that? I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey everybody, welcome to this very special episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay.
0: And John, and it's our 400th episode, and oh, I'm beside myself. Oh
1: my god, 400 episodes. When you say it like that, it makes me want to go back to bed, frankly.
0: 400 episodes of a complete waste of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last three or so <laughs> years of my life just, so just I mm. don't know, a blur. Just a,
0: fl- a flash. Nothing
1: happened, really. Just, you know, back under the bed. You know, I think sometimes, in all seriousness, you know, the podcast, I mean, we're doing a lot better, obviously. We, we have a lot more listeners. We've gotten great guests. Congressman Donna Edwards, uh, Coach Beam. Coach Beam
0: I enjoy that podcast. So that, very well done. I think that was the height of your interview skills, Matt.
1: Well, he and Donna Edwards, uh, you know, because it's so strange to see one someone on TV, like I saw Donna Edwards on Meet the Press. Obviously, I watched Last Chance You. Let me tell you something. If great. My,
0: my boys love Last Chance U.
1: Great, great series on Netflix. Yeah. and. It's so strange to then uh, interview them, you know, talk to them. And uh, obviously, you know, Donna Edwards, like, she's on Meet the Press. She's on CNN. It's a little daunting, but uh, she was really down to earth. She was great. And um, Coach John Beam, you can really see why people listen to him. You can see why he's a coach. You know, he's really... Let me tell you something. Even if you're not a football fan, and I am not particularly a football fan. Like, I'll probably watch tonight because... They're in the playoffs, but I loved it. Like, it's just such an interesting slice of life. I never knew anything about junior college football.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we've, uh, like like Matt said, we've come a long way from our humble beginnings, but it still amazes me, like, <clears throat> that we can get these guests. It amazes you know, because me. I, I mean, <laughs> our, our, our numbers are good. They're solid. I mean, we, we've said this before, we're we're on the verge of breaking into the top 200 in the U.S., which is good. But still, these are, like, really big names. Yeah. Like you said, you see Meet the Press, um, Coach Beam is, you know, Netflix series. Um, it's, it's, it's you know, it's impressive.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. There's a guy named—it's not his real name. He goes by the name Nardwar, and he— uh, he has a series of interviews. You can watch him on YouTube, and he interviews amazing people. And he is what's so amazing about him is like he'll 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 be interviewing some rapper or something like that, and he'll bring up the most obscure things from their past. Where some people actually walk away from him because they're like, "Are you a Fed? Like, what is the like one rapper?" Oh yes.
0: Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. and he'll be like, I, I remember one guy like he asked him a question, he looked at him, the guy just walked away. And I guess one he's like, <laughs> "Who are you with?" like what and he's just a guy. So, he did a TED Talk on getting interviews and his whole thing was just ask. And if they say no or they don't respond, ask again. Just ask them again. Like, you know, you'll get turned down but he was kind of doing the same thing we did like if you can get one person to kind of buy in and then you tell other potential guests like oh this is who we've had on they're like oh okay you know then yeah well it's
0: also you know i think what's um what's a plus and what's the strong point and what makes it listenable is the conversation it's it literally you're listening in on just a conversation between you and a guest. Like, we at the working experience, we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to push pills, though that's <laughs> coming up very, very quickly. But do you know what I mean? There's no. no I just want um, to know. There, and, and Matt and I, we don't have producers, we don't have a, a vast team telling us what to say. No. I mean, I'm sure Matt's preparation for this is he rolls out of bed. <laughs> And every, every time we, you're with a guest, you're like, I love that part of the book. And I can just see you in the background scrambling, yeah. just
1: looking for a paragraph to quote. And then the guest says, I, I didn't write a book. Like, oh, uh. yeah. oh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, right. Well, you should. I mean, you should write a book. I'm thinking of a book you should write. Yeah, nothing going on. Yeah, I, I think you know. I always write up the questions and talking points for the guests. I send them ahead of time. I'm not looking to catch them out at anything. I just want to hear what I think. You know, it's funny. It's it was the Tom O'Neill podcast that um, I, I really enjoyed that conversation because I read his book, and he was also very familiar with Robert Caro, who wrote the Lyndon Johnson series. And we talked about that. And he was it was just a, a really nice conversation. And he's, he said in the middle of it that he really hadn't been asked the questions I was asking about how he does interviews. Like, people wanted to know about Charles Manson. They wanted to know about the story, which is interesting, but I've read Helter Skelter. I've seen documentaries and stuff. I wasn't that interested in, you know, uh, Charles Manson. I wanted to know how he wrote the book, and he really appreciated that. And I thought... That's what kind of separates us is process. Like, I wanna know how you coach a football team. Like I wanna know how you run for a congressional seat. Like what do you do? Like Donna Edwards said, first thing you do is you start asking for money. You gotta call people you know. And you know, right. which is well, rough. No, it's
0: just it's just really getting to know who that person is. It's and it's a genuine curiosity. Like any anytime I go in with an interview, I wanna know like how did you get to where you are today and who you are? Not just like what you do, but like, what, what do you love? Yes. Like what, how, how are you living your life? You know? So it, our angle is always, you know, work, right? it's like the work and experience and how, but then it's the person behind that title or job or, and, and, and not just work, but life like husband, father, Uh, boyfriend girlfriend uh mother dad sister brother you know fill in the blank
1: yeah there's that and there's also like how do you see the value of what you do like i mean we we taught we have talked a lot about bullshit jobs there's a book entitled bullshit jobs now i would posit this there are seven billion people on this planet Right, which is probably two billion more than when I was in high school. I was pegged at around five, four or five. Yeah, I
0: was, I think it was around five. I yeah, mean, that's, I actually got an email uh, two days ago from a show I worked on on ESPN called The Life, and it's the 20th anniversary from when the show aired. That's how old I am. <laughs> so I was working... This is after college. This is working on a TV show that aired 20 years ago. 20 years ago.
1: Where are they now? <sighs> well, I was going to say it's... Uh, what was my original point? What were we talking about?
0: I, I don't know. You, you, have no, you have no
1: point. So, oh, no. I'm saying bullshit jobs, right? I mean, you need something for all these people to do. Otherwise, you'd be wandering the streets. You know? I mean, put them in an office, pay them sixty grand a year, have them shuffle papers around. Well,
0: that's and that was the point. That was the point of the book was like eighty percent of these jobs are just absolute.
1: Well, but then, but uh, my, you know, those people need something to do, right? Otherwise, they're wandering the streets. What are they going to do? So they take that money and they go out and they buy cars, they buy homes, they go out to eat. So it's 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 like a redistribution. I I can't tell
0: you. How many times I've been in a big organization pitching a piece of business, and I'm not going to mention any names, and there'll be 20 people in the room, and I'm just I'm looking at people's titles and they're talking I'm like, "What do you do?" <laughs> like, the, really, the meeting should be me and two other people, right? Like the other 18 people, what, what do you guys do? Right. Well, like, that's what we want to know. That's what I want to read. Know. Read email. Right. And see everybody, and chime in every once in a while.
1: Well, that's what they that see. That's the working experience. I like. You go to a party, people will tell you I'm vice president of blah blah blah. I want to know. Okay, you show up at nine a.m. eight forty-five. You get yourself a cup of coffee and a bagel. What do you do all day? Like, what do you? Don't tell troll, me troll the internet. I guess I. I, I I'm, guess. On, I'm on Facebook.
0: Look, I know. I know people. Who have full time jobs and I have to mute them on Facebook because they're posting like twenty times an hour. <laughs> like how do you how do you have the time yeah, I know. to post that much on social media? And full Matt, full time very successful, high level, white collar job. They're posting over a hundred times a day.
1: But you know, when you Again, put it to them like, what do you do all day? That's got to be kind of a depressing, you know, question, even if you're making a lot of money and, you know, if you don't really do anything all day. But as I say, what else are they going to do? What what else are they going to do? Right. It's sort of like redistribution of wealth. You know, here's, here's, I don't know, $200,000 a year. Now you go buy a car. You go out to eat, go on vacation. Now you're you're yeah, trickling I it mean, down. It,
0: it depends. It like depends on the organization It depends on the business model. Like a like a startup is not just going to hire someone to sh- shuffle papers. Oh no, I know, I, I know, mean, I know. Yeah, but but in these big organizations, yes, yeah, absolutely. And also too, not just in private, but government. Like yeah. government. It's a it's a long standing joke of you know you hire, you know. One person to change the toilet paper and ten people to manage that person. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you and you all also have to see it in the school system too. The administration level is probably off the
1: charts. It's funny how I, you know, went from teaching in a very small school uh, in the Bronx, eleven teachers, you know, and the principal, and then going to a very large school system, thirteen hundred kids, you know, two hundred teachers and staff. and I'd be walking I'd be introduced I'm like, who is that person? <laughs> like, what is going on here? I'd be getting emails from people like, yeah, I want to discuss them. like who I'd have to go to somebody. Who's Susan Some you know, or who's <laughs> whatever? Who's yeah, even in a map, you know, an chart. And I'm not saying they don't you know they don't do anything, they do, but I mean it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people there and uh, it's I I love the titles.
0: I love the corporate speak. Yeah. That's what really gets me going in the morning. Jump out of bed, do 100 push-ups.
1: Well, I think people have to develop jargon to make it seem like it's some sort of esoteric profession where what you're talking about is making a phone call. When you say interface, you're talking about you talked with Ted. That's that's what you did. I, I I saw that it was a meme. I
0: don't know if it was on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook. I forget what it was, but it was like someone was like, you know, New Year's resolution. I just ran ten miles, and the caption was like, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Full stop. Nobody cares, nobody cares about what you're doing. Your title they Nobody. Don't. Re- Everyone has just. Just shit being, you know, shoveled onto them in life. Like yeah. everybody everybody assumes like, oh, this person has it all together. Everybody. Everybody is dealing with multiple things. Yeah. So you're juggling all these things. Could you care that Karen down the street made a New Year's resolution to run 10 miles? No. Good for you, Karen.
1: No. Go
0: out there and run. I could care less. Yeah.
1: But people still relentlessly post. They still Relentlessly. relentlessly. Do it. I. Um,
0: you look at my timeline and there's a post from 2016. <laughs> I mean, it's just.
1: <laughs> well, if people post stuff about their kids, I'm like, okay, you, it's that's, not. That's what I do. Well, and you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for your kids. You're, you're saying, like, look, I'm proud of you. I'm putting you out there and, you know, just graduated from high school or, you know, graduated from the eighth grade. Anybody under 18 is, is that's different. But I unfollowed a bunch of people because I'm like, I don't want to hear your political opinions. I'm not that's interested. It, that to me,
0: that's that's what's, that stops me. Full stop. Right now, I've muted people. Not interested. I can't. The indignation and you know what? Save it. Save save all of that. Save it into write it all down in a manifesto. Publish it. I don't want to. What do like, you who has the time to-, to write five thousand words on Facebook?
1: Well, I mean, I haven't seen stuff that long. I'm just saying, like, you know, people's just posts about, you know, isn't it horrible that, da, da, like, yeah, I know it is. Like, what are you hoping to accomplish with this? I don't understand. Like, if you support Donald Trump and you love him and you want to rag on liberals, I like, why, why putting it on Facebook has anything to do, like, what what did you accomplish? Like... I want to say to somebody, okay, listen. Zero. You Zero. want you won this argument. I'm going to concede this to you. You won this argument. Donald Trump is a great president. Obama was awful. You've won. Now what? Well, there was Now
0: what? I, I was I'm kind of in this group text with a couple of like local friends and one of our friends friends threatened to kill another friend on Facebook awesome. over this Trump Capitol Hill thing he's a liberal and the other guy was a Trump supporter and I've muted all these people so I don't even know this and then they like took a screen grab and put it into the text chat and it was it was a legitimate death threat oh my god. <laughs> this guy so he had to get so my buddy called him up and was like listen man take all your stuff down you have to delete that post
1: blah blah blah. you I mean, definitely want to threaten someone on social media that's a good move that's oh you
0: definitely, definitely want to, quality I mean, move. This, <laughs> you definitely want to throw out a
1: death threat the other I thing mean, is just... social media was meant to be positive pictures of kids what you accomplished hey i got a promotion Da da da. And it's morphed into this like anybody who says anything negative, I don't, I just don't want to hear about it. Like, I don't, I'm not interested. You know, like, I have a lot of friends on there who are actors and they'll post things about movies they're in, projects they're getting involved with, which is not just tooting their own horn, but it's also a lot of times like, hey, we're going to need somebody to do XYZ. You see people chime in, hey, yeah, I'm interested. Like, that's nice. I belong to a running motivation group. There's a lot of advice. My heel is killing me. My calf is killing me. What's the best shoes? Hoka's. Like, I never heard of hocus. Oh,
0: I'm sure you just complain incessantly on yeah. that
1: group. Well, and, and there is a lot of like, hey, look, at. there's a lot of selfies. But, you know, it's like people getting in shape. So you would expect that. And it, it is roundly very positive. I like that. I don't want to hear you get on and shriek about your political opinions. It's like I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't care. What is And again, what are you accomplishing by any of this?
0: Yeah, it's it, you're accomplishing
1: very little. Nothing.
0: You're, you're really other than just kind of pissing people off and having people
1: mute you. I call that's what those you're accomplishing. I call those people hand-ringers that there are people who equate worrying or expressing concern with doing something productive. Like, I feel so terrible about the people in Rwanda. I feel horrible for the, you know, uh, Rohingya Muslims. And, and why can't we do something about this? And I'm like... Okay, well, like what are you suggesting? Are you going to raise money? You're going to go out and Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know.
0: I'm, you know, this at this stage in my life, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I've learned through trial and error and experience that to try to convince somebody no. to change their mind
1: no, you is
0: it. you're just it's a loser's game. You just yeah. I just I go my way. Yeah. I, I I have my thoughts, and I'll tell someone my reasoning behind my belief systems and my thoughts, and I'll give them facts. But I hold no expectation that they'll suddenly sway to my side.
1: I like my politics the way I like my religion, through a bullhorn. Just shout it out. (laughs) Like, I remember going to Union Square. Strong,
0: strong arm.
1: Whenever get them by the arm. Whenever you're in Union Square on a weekend, there is someone with a bullhorn or two Ooh. shouting something and usually you can't even decipher what it is because it's so garbled but you know it, you you get the impression it's a political or religious tract that's the way i like it bullhorn it
0: in in your face
1: so to get back to i don't know we got off on this whole social media thing yeah we thing. did we did um, i remember i was listening to NPR as i do cuz i listen to NPR um probably right after I was reading the New Yorker cuz I read the New Yorker, you know. Here we here we go. Yep. Just I delved keep on into dropping. it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it was funny cuz t- I we were starting to think about getting guests and you know, I'd never interviewed anybody before and I remember Erin Griffin was my first interview and I was terribly nervous cuz I'd seen her on MSNBC. Oh no, no. We read an article about her about workism. And later she was on MSNBC being interviewed. So, you know, I'd never interviewed anybody before. I reached out to her, sent an email. She said, sure. So I'm worried, you know, some technical thing is going to go wrong. Skype isn't because we used Skype back then. Um, And it took some hunting around, but it was doable. But I remember I was thinking, like, well, how am I going to – what if this conversation is just dead in the water? Like, I don't, you know – know how to really do this never interviewed anybody whatever and Terry Gross who's on Fresh Air was actually talking about interviewing people and she said the first thing to open with is tell me about yourself so I always open with that you know just tell me a little bit about yourself because you know people like to do that like I'm from here went to school here I worked here I worked there and it it draws it into like how did you get into your profession like how did you become a reporter writer whatever it is So, you know, the thing is, too, I think it's important to understand is that, and this is a word that's thrown around a lot, is growth mindset. There's a book by Carol Dweck, who's a a psychologist, and this has become very big in education. And I, I agree with it. It's one of those things where I'm like, I know this is trending and all that. growth mindset means you understand you can learn and get better at things, and I have definitely gotten better at interviewing people because you just do it like you
0: you know oh you do it you do it over and over again
1: yeah and oftentimes people get convinced well I'm just not good at X, Y or Z and they never do it and it's like well nobody's good at something the first time like that rarely ever occasionally you get that savant and unfortunately those people are always you know they make movies about those people and whatnot. But that's not the way 99.9% of people get better at things. They work at it, they practice, they get in the weight room, they do the reading, they do the research, you know, whatever it is, and that's a growth mindset. So I think if you're going to embark on any creative project, you have to go in understanding you're not going to be very good at it at first. Like John Steinbeck's first three novels were rejected, and he said later on they weren't very good, He had to get better. And you know he's
0: well. You know one one, one of the technique best that you know I've interviewed a lot of people um, for my business for One Circle Media. You know actors and famous people, and the one the one thing that I learned that I carried over into the podcast is to never step on the person's let answer so let them finish and there should be like almost an awkward beat at the end because you don't you never want to step on their last statement right you want that in the clear for the editor and what that that allows is the person to first of all feel super comfortable right and i always let them know that i'm i'm gonna i'm not gonna jump in with my next question or a follow-up question i'm gonna give them time but it also gives them the because op- nobody likes the silence so sometimes they'll elaborate even further into a point of discussion right so if I don't say anything you just assume well maybe I should talk some more yeah. and then that's usually when you get the best stuff
1: yeah you know it's really hard and I found it hard do find it hard to really listen because I'm you know I get nervous and I'm thinking about my next question. So I've really had to make sure, like, I sit, I listen, let the person finish. You're right. You don't want to, like, jump on their answer. And I I try to take some notes, you know, so that, like, because I send talking points and questions. But, you know, I make clear this is not a script. Like, it's not like question number three, Uh, you know, because they'll say something that will bring you off on a tangent. You talk about something else. But it is really important to listen, to sit and listen carefully and respond to what they're saying, um, which is, again, something you can learn to do, like, you know, right. s- some people are. Just go watch a stand-up comedian 20 years ago. Watch Louis C.K. 20 years right. ago. Terrible. It's almost unwatchable. Yeah. It's so no, it's, awkward. Well, it's... With with
0: Chappelle and with, with Louis C.K., their comfortability with the silence, what the silence is, is, is master level. Like they, especially as a stand-up where silence is death, yeah. right? They live in those spaces. And to me, that's where the best comedy, their timing their beats, their facial expressions, and how they deliver that punch, that one-two punch. Like, you could read a joke, you could read Dave Chappelle's joke, or you could read Louis C. Key's joke, and maybe it's funny, maybe it's not funny. The way they deliver it just escalates it to another level for me.
1: And that comes with years of practice. Years and years years of practice. I mean, we could even say decades. Decades of practice. Yeah. Again, you like there was Louis CK. I don't know. This is like the late '80s. He's really thin. He's got a full head of hair. Uh, (laughs) Like I wouldn't really recognize him. And it was, you know, he comes out and he's like, "So I broke up with my girlfriend the other day." I was like, "Oh God!" (laughs) Like this act, (laughs) like the girlfriend. (laughs) And you watch him now, and it's just like it's. It's this naturalness that is just so like, it's almost like he decided to jump up on the stage and tell a few jokes, talk talk to the crowd a little bit, you know? And that's where, that's where people get fooled. They think, geez, it's that easy. Like all you got to do is that. And it's like, "Eh, no man, it's, it's not like, you know, you really gotta, and again, you know, like podcasts, I mean, I hunt around for podcasts, Right. And I'll see one I'm interested in. Like, oh, this is about conspiracy theories or whatever it is. And I'll look and there's two episodes from like a year ago. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not really going to listen to these because I kind of like to get invested, you know. And right. our good friend Drew Ackerman, who the dearest Scooter to his uh, many, many fans, he has the Sleep With Me podcast, which has been wildly successful and Drew's a great guy. We talked to him a lot a few years ago when we were starting and he told me the rates of attrition. I mean, if you take, you know, a hundred people, 80% of them never get beyond 20 episodes. They just kind of fade out. And so let me stress and stress and stress again. John and I, not only do we have no particular talent, probably (laughs) on the bell curve we're a little behind the average, I would say. You know, not not way down, but
0: I don't I don't, I don't think we're even near the swell. Well,
1: <laughs> we're not, <laughs> not even, even near the upward trajectory. No particular talent. I mean, you know, it's educated, but I mean, edu- don't equate education with see, intelligence. See, I,
0: I, I see the like the bell curve, yeah. and you and I slide. <laughs>
1: On the slide. <laughs> so, you know, no particular talent, anything like that. All, you just got to stick with it. I mean, just, you know, keep going. Stick with
0: it. Yeah. Perseverance.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's, it is not, the race does not always go to the strongest. It just goes to the people who hang in there. You know? So, I mean. Absolutely. That's uh, that's the, the old growth mindset. I mean, you just, you know, you keep going and you develop whatever little talent you have and you try i mean i like joe rogan's podcast and everything but you know I, I wouldn't say he has any particular talent i i would say he would probably agree with that he just has conversations with people Well,
0: oh, he i mean he broke out well he started the podcast like was it 12 years ago yeah like and he just he just kept on doing it. And really with Joe Rogan, it's just, it's conversations, deep conversations that are missing. Like how he goes deep in all of his conversations with his guests. And that's, what's engaging about it. Right. And also to his curiosities and who he has on and all that stuff. I mean, it also helps that, you know, he's a, he's a comedian. He's, he's an entertainer. I mean, all of that helps, but he, he didn't have a master plan for the Joe Rogan experience. He just,
1: he just did it. So I shouldn't say he doesn't. Have, I mean, he definitely has a talent for um, making guests comfortable, drawing them out in conversations, asking you know uncomfortable questions in a way that is not confrontational. Like he's not trying to make somebody feel like a, you know, an a or failure or what. I mean, he had that kind of infamous one with Polly Shore. But, you know, Polly right. Shore didn't take offense to what he was saying and Joe Rogan wasn't trying to rag on him. He was... As you say, he's curious. And I remember hearing yes. an interviewer say, look, in order to be interesting, you have to be interested. You have to be interested in your guest. Whatever it is they're doing, whatever their profession is, whatever you have to be interested in that. And that will make you an interesting interviewer. So, he definitely has a... A talent for that yeah and you know so I didn't mean to say he's not a talented guy it's just it's a conversation that he's grown over many many years and uh he has definitely I I think you said it he filled a need that really wasn't there that like Howard Stern was basically there to make fun of people he's kind of changed his shtick but um you know and other people were just kind of light fluffy entertainment other people had yeah, but political. I, I mean, I, I think
0: Joe Rogan would agree with you in, in the term. I mean, talentless is kind of a harsh thing, but he he doesn't. He's not like he doesn't see himself as the most talented podcaster. He's just having conversations, right?
1: Right. I mean, his. Ta- I mean, he's, yeah. he's apparently an amazing martial arts guy and and all that. I mean, that's a talent. I was referring to no. The he, podcast. I mean, he's, he's a
0: su- he's a super talented comedian, right? Like right. stand-up comedian, right? But, like, I think he would rightly say, like, podcast. He's like, I don't, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. He's like, I'm still kind of feeling around. Right. But, he, I mean, he's literally top of the game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, folks, really, if you want to start a podcast, let me, if John and I can get to 400 episodes, I assume you could get to 1,000 Probably grow your audience way faster than we. Have. <laughs> I mean, we haven't made a dime out of this. You know, in fact, it just it costs us money every month to do it. Um, I wouldn't even call it a labor of love. I don't know what it is really. It just fills the time. Um, but you know, it's a
0: waste, waste of time. Waste of time
1: is a good label. Well, fill. I was saying fill the time. I was trying to uh, to put a positive spin on it. <laughs> but you know, it is funny when I look at other people and I think. I mean, I don't know what most people have going on in their personal lives, but it definitely helps to have something creative going on, whether you're writing or doing oh, a podcast. Yeah, or And I, I couldn't picture just going to work every day and coming home and, like, that's kind of it. You know, I don't do anything else sort of uh, for, you know, not work-related, but something I just want to do. I mean, you know, people go to the gym they do volunteer work, uh, which is all very admirable. They, you know, join clubs and they go on Facebook and write endless political screeds that no one, no one, honestly, when someone puts something on Facebook that's like a thousand words, do you think anyone actually reads that? No. No.
0: I, I, no, I do think some people do. I think it's just a, it's a colossal waste of time on both ends. I do, I do think people do engage. Okay, I people would never people get into people get into fights.
1: If on you Facebook. if you put out something that was a thousand words on Facebook, I would never read it. I would never read. I just can't.
0: Man, I mean, I can barely read your two <laughs> word posts. I
1: know
0: a, yeah. a thousand.
1: But I mean, what like I I just don't. Well, I don't want to get it back into that rabbit hole. But this is apparently how people spend their time. When I love it when people say, no, I can't. I'm too busy. No, you're not. You, you, yeah. you're you, not you just spend busy. six
0: hours on social media. You're yeah. not too busy.
1: And then the other four on Netflix. Like, you're not too busy. You're just doing a bunch of crap. Just be honest about it. I wish people would just say, I don't want to do that. I'm too lazy. It, it doesn't interest I'm to me. I'm too
0: busy. You just watch... Six seasons of X show, and you're too busy? You just clocked 33 hours in front of the TV.
1: You know what? My thought is, uh, love. I love Cobra Kai. I think it is absolutely brilliant. I think this is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen on television. Have you seen it?
0: Oh, wait, are, are you are you making a joke? Are no, no, serious? no, no. I'm dead serious. Because I am on the complete opposite end of the spectrum on this. You don't like Cobra Kai? Sweet Jesus! <laughs> no, I don't. It's unwatchable to me. I, me, me and me and me and the boys make fun of it incessantly. Yeah, but I
1: think that's kind of the point. I think you're supposed to no, laugh at it.
0: It, if that's the point, then it's brilliant because. I cannot watch it.
1: See, I I am laughing incessantly at all the teen angst stuff because it's ridiculous. And oh, I... it's it's
0: so ridiculous and over the top, right? That even if they're like tongue in cheek making fun of it, I can't watch it. How many
1: seasons have you watched?
0: I am. What's the new? Is it season three on there now? Three. Yeah. Yeah, so I watched one and two, and I can't get through. through I can't. I think I'm on So you can't, episode two, and I can't get through. You
1: can't stand it, but you've watched two seasons of it. <laughs>
0: well, the <laughs> the family has watched. Okay,
1: okay, I got you. So well, we're gonna this, have to do so a. So if co- I'm break.
0: if I'm quote unquote watching it, I'm on You're, a laptop. Okay, working, I got you. So yeah,
1: uh, well, we're gonna have to do a breakdown of that because I think it is absolutely brilliant. Because We
0: should do. We should do a breakout. Do it's, a break-out. I think it's number one. I, like over 50 million people have watched it. It's amazing. It's number one.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I teach high school. High school kids watch it from a totally different perspective, but I'll get to
0: oh, that. Oh, everyone we know watches it. And we, just like you, we have people who absolutely love it. Love it. They think it's the best thing since sliced bread.
1: But I was going to juxtapose that with the new rendition of uh, Saved by the Bell. And oh, it, I haven't watched that. Oh, I have not either, and I will not. And have I... you
0: have you watched Cats? Cats like feature cats. No, that was supposed to be like the worst film Is ever it... made. Is
1: it on with Netflix? James
0: Corden and No, you haven't seen this. Is this new? Uh, do
1: you...
0: No, I think it might might be a year or two old. Do yourself a favor, Cats, and see if you Cats see if you can get through. 10 minutes. Any <laughs> 10 minutes of this. This might be the worst film I've ever seen in my life.
1: CATS.
0: Yeah, you know you know the Broadway play Cats?
1: Oh, oh, they did a movie of it. So they did a movie of oh, it. Oh, you know? oh, oh, oh. James Corden is in well, it. Well, I'm not a Broadway, I can't stand any of that stuff, the musical. Well, it's, it's
0: not like a Broadway, it's not like they filmed a Broadway show, right. but it's a feature right, of right. it. <laughs> My God.
1: <laughs> it is so bad. James Corden's the British TV host? Yes. Because yes. I generally find him funny. Uh,
0: but, well. Yeah, I'm not just, I'm just picking, there are other some really big names in there um but if, it's not just him that's terrible it's just oh my i God, was gonna, so
1: bad i was gonna say if you're watching seasons of the new saved by the bell you should have yourself checked in for clinical depression like that's not like if you're sitting watching friends endlessly i i really well d- know,
0: during the quarantine the the last quarantine you know we were really fishing for stuff to watch and we watched riverdale do you know riverdale
1: that rings a bell. Was that a series? Yeah, I
0: think it was on like the CW. And <laughs> you good, sold me already. <laughs> good God, was that painful. It's
1: like a teen private school yes. thing. It's like yeah. a teen oh, kind God. of
0: like thriller, sigh-y, oh, no, that... soapy,
1: soapy. soap-y. <laughs> that does not do it for me. All right, folks. Well, uh, this has been our kind of, um, I don't know what it was, recap, 400 episodes, how we got here. It, ragging it was a rudder list. Hey, this,
0: this is how we got here. We're bringing right. it
1: all back. Right. Rambling, no real point, and somehow we've been doing it for 400 episodes, which is now sending me into a bit of depression. And,
0: and people are listening to it. They we're, are. we're getting more and more downloads, listens. Look, look this is some
1: I, If you can watch saved by the bell reboots you can listen to this come on oh yes come on definitely i mean we're not that bad
0: in fact you should listen to this while you're watching the saved by the that's bell that's
1: exactly reboots. exactly all right folks thanks a lot for listening to this episode thank you for listening for 400 episodes and here's to 400 more
0: oh god please you just cr- you just crushed my soul
1: all right everybody thanks for listening all right
0: thanks everyone Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.